it's connecting, it's connected. Here comes Mr. Alvin Lee to start your week. Right here. He wants to change the world. So do we. Tax the rich, feed the poor, Okay, Alvin, us too, buddy. We're sure pedaling hard. I don't know how much change we're affecting, but we're affecting even a little minuscule amount. That's better than nothing, I would think. Good morning. Monday edition, Radio Ranch. Roger Sales, your host. We got Mr. John Cassero on for the first hour, as we normally do. It is the day before the Devil's Day, October the 30th. I told you October is going to be a stem winder, folks. Uh, and uh, we're on a number of places, Chicago included, and Paul knows all of those intimately. So, Paul, who are they? Give us the suspects kinda, here. Kind of, sort of. Yeah, usual suspects. Give Can the, you hear me, Rod? Give the censors a head start, would you? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Okay, we are on Eurofolkradio.com and Radio.com globalvoiceradio.net. You can find the links for those on exposethematrix.com. You can also find the links to join us using free conference call. Um, The links are right there on the main page. We're also, thanks to WDRN Productions, we're on homenetwork.tv, we're on freedomnation.tv, we're on golive.tv, and we're also on 106.9 WBOU, The Pulse, of Chicago. Good morning, Chicago. Does, does Chicago have a pulse anymore? <laughs> oh, yeah. And it is WBOU. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad we're there. Is it faint or is it prominent? <laughs> the pulse. Oh, no. No, it's, it's a strong <laughs> it's pulse. Strong That's pulse. What it is. It's a strongly pulse. Strong. That's strong. strong it's a manly pulse. It's one of those white supremacist pulses. Okay, enough foolishness. Oh. Morning, John. I don't um, think we really needed to go there, did yeah, well, we? Well, hell, we might as well. The whole damn world's going to the sewer. We can at least go over there. Uh, good morning, John. Yeah, uh, let's Any see. Any of those stations have jingles? WDAU. Probably do. They got jingle packages still, I'm sure. I've been listening to one of the guys yeah, I think so. with uh, Pam's. Uh, he talks about jingles on uh, on uh, Sunday, and it's fascinating. Fascinating. Stuff. I, lo- I, really, I liked jingles in the old days. Uh, for the audience that doesn't know what, they, they go out this company, Pam's. He just mentioned there was another one. I can't remember the name of it. And your your station had contract with them, and they'd do all the little singers in there, a little band in the studio, and they'd do these little short little intros that after songs into songs whatever wls there's some kind of effect there and those are jingles and you pay big money for them wkrp yep that one yep 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 Yep, well you really do and it was interesting yesterday because um pams was contracted with a, a, a new york station and they're all union so they can only have union singers and union players. And oh, stuff. my God. And so they had to do some recordings in in, in New York State, and then they had to uh, finish it up down in Texas. 
So it was really interesting hearing think, all the politics that went on. Right. I think Pam's was in Texas, if I remember right. Yeah, that's there. where they were. HQ'd out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we get started, I'll just make an announcement here. I got recontacted by uh, Dan in Pittsburgh, our student who now has a. Uh, Patriot Soapbox show. I was on there just the other day, Thursday, I guess. And uh, he said, man, I had uh, just a lot of response from the audience. Can you come back? So I'm going to be over there tomorrow. And I miss my Patriot lunch to do one of these shows. And uh, But this is the interesting thing is on the show before I was on Thursday, there's this guy. I wonder if you've heard of him, John. I know some of the audience has. Badass Uncle Sam. Do you know about Badass Uncle Sam? No, I've not. I've not heard of him. He's an older guy. He dresses up in an Uncle Sam costume. He's from New Orleans. And he goes down in the quarter in an Uncle Sam outfit and tries to talk to people. You know, has discussions right on the side of the street down there. And, of course, French Quarter's got a lot of – well, French Quarter's pretty interesting little section of town. Uh, but uh, anyway, he was sitting in the background on the show Thursday. I didn't know it. His name's Michael. I just know him as badass Uncle Sam. One of our uh, – Dwayne that lives down in New Orleans went down in the quarter oh, a year or better ago and tried to tell him about some of our stuff. But – you can imagine in that scenario on the side of a corner in the French Quarter, it's hard to convey the information when somebody's really focused on something else. So anyway, I didn't realize that was him. I knew there was somebody else on the show. And uh, he kept, like, making comments. And at one point, about halfway through, he goes, I'm doing this. Okay. Well, he's got a channel on Bandot Video. And connect, oh. oh yeah, and connections back to some of those kind of people. So uh, I'll be on there again tomorrow. I'm not sure what Dan wants to cover, but uh, just to give you a heads up. So well, the Thursday I thought it was at one at one, you know, Central Time, and it was at Eastern Time. So. I opened, I got finished with this show, and I was doing a couple of things. I went to open an email. He said, no, no, it's Easter. So I jumped on and missed the first part of it, but we'll get that corrected uh, manana in La Tarde. So good morning, John. What about your little deal yesterday? You said you gave a national lecture at the park there at your little gathering on Sunday. Yes. They've been bugging me for a while to do it because okay. I've been doing the classes around yeah, here. Right. I had about uh, 20, 20 people showed up, and Oh, not not one of them went. They stayed through the whole thing. Really? Yeah. And cool. I, you were on. You were on in the park because I used the Spingola recording to let you tell them about the feudal system of the birth certificate. Okay. Cool. So the rest, the rest of the stuff, I went through manually with the different handouts that I that I put out there. And then we had a great Q and A session. Shikano came over there and brought some other people, and so um, it was it was a really good meeting. If you got around the ambulances that went by and the motorcycles with the big pipes and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no helicopters. You didn't get but, uh, uh, you didn't no no helicopters came in strafing the crowd or anything. No, nope, they didn't okay. pay any attention. No, that's to good. They just left us alone. I guess that means we've still got a little freedom left. <laughs> so so I I did a recording, I did a video, and I did an audio simultaneously, which we give out. We put these up on websites. And then we hand them to people that do the speaking so they can use them as marketing tools. So uh, we're putting everything up and all the handouts that I used are all going to be on a website. 
And, you know, I'll, I'll give you the link and people can listen to it if they want and use it. And I'm, I would like criticism. I mean, you know, I'm not perfect little, at this stuff. Little feedback. Little yeah. feedback. Because uh, if I can cut this thing down into a couple hours instead of uh, eight hours, uh, I'm going to start doing that. Just go around and give speeches. Yeah, well, you can cut it down to about 10 seconds. They made you all Jim Crow. <laughs> they won't get it. <laughs> I know, I know. Um <laughs> By the way, did you guys, one of the listeners, I think it was Gary, sent me this interview. Did you hear what happened in Acapulco over the last couple of days? Has that even yes. made the news? Yes. Well, I, I've been working with, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Berwick. Oh. And I've been making donations down there. You can, he's got a guild yeah. GoFundMe set up for right. donations. Right. He's been giving reports every day about what's going on on the videos. For the audience that may not have heard this, I wasn't aware of it at all. There was a tropical storm off of Acapulco, and within something like six hours, it came in as a dry hurricane, which is almost an oxymoron, a dry hurricane Category 5, and destroyed virtually every house in Acapulco. There isn't a window, a window that's not broken in acapulco but there was no rain it was all dry and it literally came out of nowhere you can't go from a tropic i'm a her i'm a florida guy man i know about these things okay you can't go from a tropical storm to a cat five hurricane in like six hours it just doesn't happen i think it was a little less than that i mean it was kind of right almost right on shore when they when they start all of a sudden cranked up to a category five it's unbelievable so There's what water there but he said it was all storm surge it was right storm surge and not rain uh so the question is have they already sold off all the lots over at line of maui and they're wanting to move them to acapulco now <laughs> well another 15 minute city for a million people huh either that or you're going to get rid of them because they don't have any water they don't have any water and any food and i i saw a video of the uh, people you know Listen, this is really something I've never seen such well, Nobody's ever seen it. All the weather guys go, we've never seen anything like this before. Now, Berwick uh, was on it. He was following it pretty close, and he was calling uh, late at night, uh, trying to get a hold of people down there, to get them to get out. and some of his friends he got out to safety. They were okay, but, you know, they really do need money, and Berwick is absolutely on the ground, moving supplies and things like that. They haven't had any problem with uh, people stopping them, taking the goods and stuff. He's interesting. But, I mean, him, you know, before give him ten bucks, you know. Yeah, I mean, before he moved to Acapulco, he was up. At, he was down at Doug Casey's place in Cafayette, and they got in. They got in a little. Well, there's a, a situation that happened, and they had to leave Argentina, and I don't think can go back. But that was what motivated him to go up to Acapulco. I heard the stories when I was up there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for whatever that's worth but now in all honesty the neat thing about berwick is he was he was drinking real heavily back then and that whole incident got him to uh stop drinking got him sober yeah, up pretty straight away he's been doing his uh an Arcapulco, uh meetings back there for about 10 years now yeah oh, i don't wow. think he's going to be able to do the meeting now uh this year well i guess not <laughs> So anyway, just I I just seen that I hadn't even heard about it except for the video I think that Gary sent me with him being interviewed. But boy, these guys are cranking up, folks. They know the time is short. Remember, they had one of their meetings, and one of the females on the panel said the window is closing. That was about 
about eight, ten months ago, and, mm-hmm. and they have really sped up their agenda. They know if they were, if they had this thing totally uncontrolled, they wouldn't go out censoring people. They just roll over you. But that shows you the battle is not won by any stretch of the imagination. I think this Israel thing has virtually turned everybody in the world against those bastards. And that's turning out to be quite a setup. Yes, it is. Amazing. So anyway, anyway, enough that if you've got time, we can stick around and talk about that kind of stuff afterwards. I know you got things on your agenda and plate, and we'd like to present it to us. Every Monday. And, uh, Paul, you got it keyed up there? We got a nice no, recording from site, a couple, uh, a couple testimonies. Uh, you can hear it directly from the people themselves instead of through me. But through John, okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and uh, what I thought was interesting was they were talking about PMS and endometriosis. Yeah. Uh, my ex suffered suffered with those, both of those right. just horribly, right. just horribly. Um. And I sent her a wand months ago and she has yet to use it well of course as far Uh, as i know john you peruse those testimonials over there to bring things to read us have you seen anybody with leaky gut uh, results leaky gut syndrome i don't think they specifically mentioned it that way but they did talk about their abdominal problems okay which would probably be associated with it and most people have a leaky gut situation because of the stuff they're eating right since I've gone carnivore, I'll tell you, I just had tremendous results just within, I started September 30th because I wasn't really getting where I wanted to go with keto. And so I started studying it and listening to the doctors that actually used it to control their health. And uh, it works. I, I just had dramatic changes just within from September 30th. Huh. Amazing. Yeah. Well, we got somebody down here, our little uh, crew, he's a female, and she's uh, got leaky gut and uh, has been going through quite a bad time with it. And I, yesterday I was with Walt eating, we went out to eat, and I said, uh, why don't you get the wand? He's got a wand. I said, why don't you get it over there to her, and let's see if that helps her. So we'll see. Okay, Paul, fire away. Okay, are we ready? Let's do it. We've got... It sounds like Star Wars. Oh, hello, hello, and welcome to Pride International's live stream. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of you. My name is Dr. James Ong, and I'm your host. And um, every week I get to interview people within the Pride community who have either benefited from the product of our iTerra Care, or uh, they are the achievers who can inspire some of you who are watching right now. But today we are going to have two special guests uh, from two different continents of the world. One is from Texas, America, United States, and the other one is from Sydney, Australia. Okay, so before I introduce um, our first guest from Australia, uh, and I would like to um, explain her condition. Um, She has something very common amongst women, which is the uh, PMS. All right, for those of you who do not really uh, know what PMS is, I'm sure women, all of you do. Um, Well, just just to, you know, explain a little bit further. So 
PMS is something which is very common. It's a combination of symptoms that many women get about a week or two before their period. All right. Most women, over 90%, say that they get some premenstrual symptoms such as bloating, headaches, and moodiness. So there's a lot of people around the world having this uh, problem, right? And also with PMS, there is another uh, problem that um, you know needs to be explained, and that is this term. Um, endometriosis. I hope I pronounced it correctly. So with endometriosis, and this is from the World Health Organization, uh, this is what it says. Endometriosis affects roughly 10% of reproductive age women and girls globally. And this is from WHO, right? Credible, isn't it? It is a chronic disease associated with severe life-impacting pain. Wow, life-impacting pain, my goodness. Oh, yeah. During periods, yeah. sexual intercourse, bowel movements mm -hmm. and all, urination, chronic pelvic pain, abdominal bloating, nausea, fatigue, and sometimes depression, anxiety, and infertility, Okay, which we're going to talk about in a short while. There is currently no known cure for endometriosis, and treatment is usually aimed at controlling symptoms. Now we're going to prove that wrong, aren't we? <laughs> Sanet, can we please welcome our special guest from Sydney, Australia? Sanet Burai. Hi. Welcome, welcome. I know it's a handful for you. You have a <laughs> pair of twins and I think your mother is helping you. It's 11.30pm yes. 11, 11 close to midnight. I'm so sorry, but thank you so much That's for right. coming. Yeah, thank you for coming forward to thank share you. your story. And uh, let us start off with, um, you have, uh, you know, a situation where uh, I guess um, you have this PMS, is, you know, for a long time, right? And tell us about it and also about the endometriosis situation. Tell us about it. Yes, it started with PCOS, which is polycystic ovary syndrome. And so that is alone causes infertility then it you know turns into more serious um i guess with pain it turns into more serious condition and it's just been like that for years and obviously um as you know i i didn't have children for nine years after my first pregnancy which was when i was 29 yeah and, and, and nine years infertility and and that's also Okay, give me just a second, guys. Um, I need to switch uh, inputs here because that is not coming through audibly. So, one second. Here we go. Let's try this channel. Because of this situation, right? Which is uh, yes. a PCOS, that, right? It. Yeah, yes. polycystic yes. ovary syndrome. Uh, yes. So, that, yes. that causes some problem with the production of your ovaries. Yes. Yeah, that's why you went for yes. IVF. And with That's your embryo, it. you have a, a set of twins. Right? Yes, surprise twins. So One now embryo that you have a split. Yeah, you, you have a set of twins. You yeah. don't want to have another set of twins, right? You would like to no. go through normal pregnancy. Tell us what happened when you when you got yourself the iTerra Care device. Was it the classic, yeah. the red one? Was it the red device that yes, you got? Yes, the red. Yeah. The red. Yeah, okay. Yes. Tell, and, tell and us what. Like, tell us. Tell yeah. us what happened. Yeah. 
because that wasn't the reason I got it. It, it, it was for my dad and mom because dad had a stroke and I wanted to really use that on him. And my mom had gallbladder issues, constant vomiting and all of those. So actually I treated them and I never had time for myself. However, I started wanting the water and I was drinking it every single day. And it was the beginning of June. We're talking about 2000, you know, this year. Um, mm -hmm. And obviously with the pain, it was really, really bad. After the IVF uh, treatment, it was even worse. Wow. So I started drinking the water without knowing what it might do, or I didn't even think of this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I just started to drink a lot of women water. And, wow. you know, the first month, like four weeks went by, and every single second or third day I would have needed pain medication to actually sleep through the night. Yeah. So I realized after four weeks, oh, hang on a minute. This, this is the middle of my cycle where I actually suffer. And wow. I did, I, the, the pain never came. My goodness, that must, have shocked, that must have shocked you. Yes. <laughs> yes, because this pain is incruciating. I know. You I know. cannot not realize it. You cannot just go oh. past this. So, you know, that went on to June, July, August, mm -hmm. pain-free. Wow. And it was my twin's first birthday. Mm -hmm. And I missed my period and I didn't think of anything because I was still breastfeeding. And so I was thinking, okay, now I stopped yesterday. Maybe it's just a bit messing up with the hormones or whatever, mm -hmm. but I did a test and it was positive. Wow. So you had so, a natural <laughs> pregnancy. Natural, exactly. con natural, naturally conceived. Yeah. How many months are you now into your pregnancy? Okay. So 13 weeks. I'm in the second trimester now. Okay. Well, congratulations. And, Thank uh, you. It's just amazing. I mean, yes, it is for your parents and just mm. a drinking the wonder water. Yeah, you yes, you know, it just changed your life. I mean, can you imagine it having did. through every month, every cycle, yeah. to go through those excruciating pain? My goodness. Yes, so, yes, it's okay. it's a massive surprise. Everything is. Mm -hmm. Well, you know. um, thank you so much <laughs> for coming forward to share your story with yeah, us. Nice. I'd love a to. Lot, a lot, a lot of people out there. Who yeah, I'd love to share not, this so that they can change their I know. way yeah. of thinking and, 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 and hope. Because this is a huge issue and problem yes. nowadays. Yes. So. so it can get rid of your PMS as it has done yes. for you. Yes. And also your um, and and endometriosis. Yes. yes. And also your yeah. PCOS, um, your ovulation. You know. Yes. Because I started you. to ovulate. Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Thank you. I know you're totally wow. wrapped, and it's really close to midnight now, and I wouldn't want to hold yes. you longer than. And thank you so much, uh, Sandra, for coming forward to share your wonderful story, and God bless. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Amazing. I'll be watching you in Facebook, all right? <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you, Zanet. Thank you so much. Thank well, you. Thank that's you really enlightening. Um, everyone, I'm sure if you're watching this, there is hope, right? When um, sometimes you kind of give up, but then again, 
you never know. Like in the case of Zanet, she never expected it. But um, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> she's totally wrapped and uh, very happy about it. Her situation. Okay, next we have another guest from Texas, um, the United States, and she too. That's an amazing story, really amazing. I was just having a great conversation with her a while ago, and well, let her tell you about it. Hi, Maria, how are you? Oh, you have to unmute yourself. Yes. Uh, hi. Oh, good morning to you. Good morning. All right. Yeah, good to have you here. And the reason how I invited you was because I saw on Facebook group that you you bought the the wand and you kind of like blow you know on your yourself and your eyes and the wandered water and um you have a pretty amazing um kind of correction in your eye because it, it was kind of blurry and you thought there was something wrong with your lens or your eyesight or right and then when you went for your annual uh, you know eye eye test and that's when the the doctor you differently. Tell us about it. Yes. Um, well, I I normally wear um, contacts, and um, I was out running one day, and I I just started to look in the distance, and I thought, well, um, something's wrong. I I I just don't see as well. I think I think next time I won't wear them, and so I did, and I I realized, oh. Wow. I mean, happened, but I thought, I can't wait to hear what happens when I go. And sure enough, uh, it, it was amazing. I, I, it got to the point, because I started wanding in April, and really, to be honest, it's a vanity thing. I started wanding, I thought, you know, I have this line here and these lines, okay. you know, yeah. tweak. And I didn't focus on it. And yes, I was drinking the water. Only time I ever drank water was if it was structured. And <laughs> and so, you know, I fell into it just like Zanette. Yeah. And so sure enough, my eyesight improved in the left eye. Mm-hmm. And the way my eyesight is, um, I've, I've struggled, you know, my whole life. I have um, um, a situation where the right eye is much worse. And the left eye, then the left eye, and uh, so my left eye kind of carries the right eye, and so mm. when one, when it improved that much, it, it, mm. it's very noticeable for me. And I, I got to the point where I didn't wear my contacts unless I was driving, That's because amazing. it improved that much. And I know for people with different power on left and right eye, it can also cause kind of like headache and you know uh, a lot of a lot of problems. Right, because you're That's stressing, tough. you're stressing to focus, isn't it? So yeah, it, it really, yeah, it has been. And what did your doctor say about it? I mean, when he found out that you were using this device, <laughs> did did you tell him? <laughs> I did. I, well, he he just said, well, he looked. I brought him the prescription from the last time. <laughs> he was a different doctor because I, uh, the other doctor had had moved, so I went to someone else. And he checked it, and he looked at the prescription, and he said, well, I don't really understand this. I don't know what happened, but your eyesight has improved in the left eye. And I I said, well, I know why. (laughs) 
Well, it's it's kind of like a reverse aging, isn't it? Right. So it's pretty hard to believe uh, scientifically for them anyway. But it it happened. So now I asked you a question a while ago. Mm-hmm. Why did you buy the device? Tell us. Well, I I bought it. Uh, I had been introduced to another tech, another product, um, another company, and uh, I didn't think that would work for me. But I continue to research the um the quantum you know um this particular terahertz um i I watched many videos from different scientists um that uh explained it and and conducted you know experiments Mm -hmm. and and showed it before big classrooms um at mit wow and and so i i i thought well this is going to work Plus, I'm a person of faith, and I had been praying for a solution for my my elderly parents. It's really yeah. why I I was looking for something for them. And, um, and they are in their nineties, right? As you were saying a while ago, they are in the nineties. Yes. Yeah. 90 Tell us what happened when you started, you know, treating them with the. Uh, well, I will. Yes. Well, my father um, had had trouble with several things. Um, he he had gotten to the point where because of an old injury in his ankle, he had had to have surgery and there are pins there in, in that place that was broken. And um, so his he was struggling to walk and he had to use a cane and um, he had a lot of pain from arthritis in his cervical spine. And so just general, you know, um, overall weakness uh so i immediately told him what was going on with me and of course we got him one right away and the both both started using it um so my father the first night he wanted um the pain in his neck he let me back up he had gotten to the point he'd been to every doctor he'd been to a hospital to where they ran thousands tens of thousands of dollars worth of tests of course and they told him we can do nothing you just should go home and you know try something else there's nothing that can help you from from medicine standpoint um he did all the painkillers and there was absolutely nothing that made a dent and and he really couldn't sleep so the first night he slept the pain was was it wasn't completely gone, about 60%. That's huge. And um, now he has very little pain. Um, he's walking. He doesn't need a cane. Oh, he has lots of energy. So it really, that was my reason. And then I was the bonus. Amazing. And your mom also experienced. My mother. My yeah. mother has, um, and we're going to, you know, she has dementia, so we just wanted to improve her, you know, she, otherwise she's very healthy, um, yeah. with the exception of what I told you about. She struggles with the constriction of her esophagus. It, it's something that happens to elderly um, individuals. It, it just, she's unable to eat. Wow, uh, so it's a huge problem. I mean, if you can't... Wanted, it's very, very dangerous too. And 
and and of course it, it distresses her quite a bit. Um, yeah. So she has to t- had to take very very small bites, very soft food. Well, she began to complain. I don't know why we missed doing that area. She couldn't eat. We're at the table. She got quickly drank two glasses of water. I wanted her for one minute. She drank another two. Immediately, she's eating with no problems. Wow. No tightening of the esophagus whatsoever. And we do it every day uh, for both, both of them. They don't spend a lot of time. They just, what happens, and I'll explain this. For me, a lot of my issue was I, I realized by accident I was out of town. I didn't have my wand. I wasn't able to wand or, or drink. And I felt so run down and exhausted. When I got back to wanding, it was like the light switch came on and the energy <laughs> wow. and stamina. And, and so that's really the reason for them now because yeah. they've gotten rid of the excessive pain and so forth. But now it's the stamina and, you know, Maria, I mean, at their age, it's just a quality of life and improvement in I, the quality of life is just amazing. And, you know, Maria, you mentioned also you yourself, apart from your beauty and your eyesight, <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, those of you who are wearing contact lenses, please do not blow. All right. right. Do not blow with your contact lenses on. All right. Just, just, uh, yeah. and I no. never did. <laughs> I know, I know. And, you know, you mentioned about your heart problem, your heart rate. Oh, that's right. Um, well, it, it, it's something that I really didn't realize until I went to, um, the dentist and, and for whatever reason, my heart, my resting heart rate just really slowed down. Uh, I'm a runner. But this was this was scary. It went down into the 30s. Um, normally, I would think it's 60 to 70 should be. Um, your doctor, you can tell us. Um, so I began to wand, you know, in the heart area. Um, a minute, you know, never excessive. And um, I have a watch that tells me what my heart rate is. I don't have it on right now, mm-hmm. but it began to come up. Wow. And yeah. Instantly. And so instantly. instantly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So, um, yeah, I'm doing and well. You were, you were telling me about your, um, your neck here or something. Yeah. I, I had a lot of pain in my neck mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just with the practice, you know, that's, you know, you follow the protocol yeah, the but 10 steps. I, mm-hmm. I decided, let me go ahead and do this area. Mm-hmm. And I really had, I don't have pain in my neck anymore. It used to be very um, significant, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing well. There. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I think one thing for sure, your blood circulation has improved. <laughs> so, and, and, yeah. <laughs> now, Last one thing I've been struggling with is tendonitis. Using wow. repetitive motion, obviously, is what mm. caused that. And it's just a temporary thing. I used to have it all the time when I played tennis. Mm-hmm. But um, I I had been 
wanding, wanding, and it, this week, it's just almost completely gone. And that's a really tough thing to get rid of. I know, I know. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so many wonderful things have happened to you and your, and your family. And you shared with me about um, one case. I mean, you, you share this a lot with a lot of people, right? And you were telling me about this person that because of the condition of that person, there were no lines. Tell, tell us about that story. Yes. Uh, well, I, I, you know, was texting back and forth with a, a friend of mine that lives you know, about 45 minutes from my house. And, and she, she said, please pray for me. I'm having a lot of pain and my hand is swollen and, and I couldn't get help at the hospital, the emergency room. So I said, I'll do better than that. I'll have something that I think can help you. So <laughs> I immediately drove to her house and, you know, followed the protocol, the two cups of water. She drank it. Her children, her adult children, uh, now this lady's about 70 years old, but she's very young, you know, and very active. Uh, her grown children were sitting to my right. She's here. Her hand was, I don't know, two hands. It was so swollen, you could not even see lines. Yeah, it was so it was swollen, you couldn't see any lines, okay. And, and she was basically like this. She said, if I move it, it hurts a lot. So oh. she was walking, she had been walking around like this for two days and she couldn't do anything. She couldn't comb her hair. Mm -hmm. So I took the wand, the red classic mm -hmm. and five minutes. And we're all, all of us in the room are watching this. And five minutes, I began to see the lines come back. And that means, what does that mean? The swelling is receding. Amazing. So we Amazing. kept one and she said, I'm, I'm sold. Order she me bought, she bought it instantly. <laughs> She's not going to let you take that home. She wants it now. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. and you know, it's not, it's, it's the reason I'm sharing with people is to help them. It, you know, I, know, I, I know. have, I, know. I can make money. Yes. But let's help people get them well improve their lives yeah i mean already when uh, i mean you you read the uh, who article that i read about endometriosis there's no cure and look at well, the, the i have that yeah. i had that as a young yeah. young you woman know. i i had endometriosis and i know if i'd had this technology then yeah how much different my life would have been i know so thank you so much, uh, Maria, for coming forward to share this wonderful device, how it has yeah. helped you and your family and your friends. And uh, it's may you been have, a yeah, may you have a wonderful time with it, with uh, all the people you come into contact with. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. So there we have it, guys. When there's no hope or when in some situations, the doctors tell you they can't do anything about it. Give it a go. You have nothing to lose. Thank you so much for watching and see you all again next week. Bye. iTerra Classic and iTerra Pro are not medical devices. The information provided is for educational purposes only and does not substitute for professional medical advice. Please consult a medical professional or healthcare provider if you are seeking medical advice, diagnoses, or treatment.
Wow, pretty impressive. It you know, life would be a lot uh, pleasant for many people, and there'd be a lot less anger in families and around the world if people felt good or felt better. This wand is probably the best thing we've done, Raj. I I tell you what, the proof's in the pudding with this thing, and there's a lot of people that were skeptical and justifiably so. There's a lot of scams out there, but this one's uh, proved the test of time, John. No kidding, especially with the numbers over there in the group, it just keeps growing. And uh, that's what I say that, you know, when you're using, when you're doing this, this is not something you sell to people. <laughs> you show them and you help them uh, get better. Yep. Some of the things, all these chronic conditions that people have that you just can't get relief from uh, medical doctors. Well, this is a, this is a somewhere to go. At least you can try it. And a lot of people are getting a lot of help. Imagine all the arguments in families and stuff that wouldn't happen if people felt better. Yeah. Uh, road rage. <laughs> Whatever. It's a, when you're at your limit and you're in pain and you got problems and just one more thing is piling on top of it, you know, it can take somebody over the edge. Yep. And you go and yeah. you go to your doctor, which you think is the reliable source, and he gives you some kind of pharmaceutical, and uh, you either get a reaction on some other side of the pharmaceutical, or there's some kind of contra indication with another drug you're taking, or whatever. I mean, just get rid of that crap. Get it out of your life, folks. The thing is, is that this is something everybody can do. It's, it's, this is not a sales process as much as it is just a sharing process. And you have to have the attitude that she had right there. Yep. The only reason you're doing this is to help people. Well, can you imagine her, can you imagine her joy when her friend with the swollen hand, uh, calls, he can't get any relief and you go over there and within five minutes they're getting relief right there in front of witnesses, her children. Yeah. Well, we're experiencing that, you know, yeah, ourselves. I know, I know. Uh, we've already got a few people and in several people, more people that have purchased the wand have been contacted me back and want to start uh, offering this to other people and, and getting them started. Uh, yeah. There's a little bit of expense to it. You have to have a $30 a month payment that goes into the what we call a maintenance program. But those those funds are actually given back to you in a bonus redemption fashion. So any anything that you pay with this thirty dollar fee that unlocks the commission levels goes right back into your own pot, so that you can acquire additional product and stuff. Use them for gifts. By the way, that's a good idea because Christmas is coming. If you've got True. family members, this is a good gift for a family member. It would be a great gift. You can give somebody physical relief to their ailments. I mean, yeah, really, it it is the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> not just it's not just herpes; it's the wand. No. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we have a herpes story today too. I pulled out some really? other testimonies that I thought were good, not a lot of them, but I got some good ones. And uh, I just can't see a, a better way for people to absolutely get some additional money coming in by helping somebody get well you know and feel better it's really a great thing well it's, it's a great a, feeling to do it it's a triple win situation everybody wins here so you do anyway let me go through these there's not that many of them but they are good ones this time uh, some some really good ones and a lot a lot of the other ones that i'm seeing in the group there's so many testimonies over there and there's so many people looking at them and going through uh, anytime in Facebook, when you comment on a program or a, a statement that's already, you know, deep down into the feed, it pops back up to the top. Right. 
So you have to um, run back through a lot of them that we've already talked about. Uh, and, and I did do that yesterday and got some good ones here. So Robin writes, I'm excited to share my first real testimony. I was exercising yesterday and pulled some kind of muscle a couple inches below my sternum. I wonder what that was. It was bulging and painful. Yes. I ran, I ran the wand on the spot for several minutes along with several other body locations. Pain went completely away today, and I'm completely fine. I was getting ready to look up hernia symptoms because of the bulge, and today there's no trace of it or no inflammation. So that kicked up another gal, Mary, who said, that happened to me. I pulled a muscle in my back, and the pain was so excruciating that I considered going to the emergency room. I wanted it for quite a while, and it dissipated. <laughs> look at the money, time, and trouble. you Going to an emergency room today is, is a freaking nightmare. You got all these people using the emergency room as their their family doctor. Well, I think the law is with all these illegals, they can't turn away somebody from an emergency room, isn't it? Right. That's why they're all sitting in there, and you've got to go in there and sit with them. And if there's no place to sit, you sit on the floor. And and if you don't, if you don't speak Spanish, you're SOL. Yeah. And if you're not there. When they call your name, they go on to the next one. And you didn't know they called your name. So you go back in there and sit for a while. Yeah. Well, I, I've been here for five hours, you know, <laughs> but we called your name. So you can avoid all that by having a wand. Isn't that worth it? I think press, it is. Press two for English. <laughs> yeah. Hey, John. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for mentioning maintenance because I remembered that I hadn't paid it in a while and I just went in and checked. I only had one day left. Wow. So that's all taken care of. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> I have to keep reminding myself. Um, anyway, this uh, Stephen Keller, you know, the admin of that program, put in a, a testimony from Harold and uh, he says, I try not to post too much about things I promote, but this this one I could not resist. Jennifer Burke told me that she had gotten her I care care wonder wand. I call it the WW a week ago. <laughs> and I asked how she was doing in the week she had it. These are her words, not mine. I am just getting over COVID and it came on my worst day. I have a huge testimonial now. I had the worst entire body pain that I can ever remember. My joints and muscles were aching, and my entire head was in pain. I have one especially chronic pain uh, issue in my arm from a pinched nerve and carrying my grandbaby. At this point, it was so painful. The Otera Care took the pain down to almost nothing on my arm the first time I used it. Big exclamation points. Then my chronic painful arthritic left thumb joint is now non-painful. My chronic left big toe maybe gout and arthritis is no longer painful. You know, that's really bad when you got a you got a bad joint right there, you know. I know about that stuff. During this COVID, my chronic dry eyes were red with what looked like conjunctivitis with all my eyes uh, small and tight. I used it on my closed eyes. I couldn't believe it. It's almost healed my chronic dry eye. The next morning I woke up and my eyes were open big and not red and not dry. I've not had to use any eye drops since. Up to that point, I was using two prescriptions from an eye doctor two to three times a day and heat therapy once per day. No longer. As an OT who has had a private practice in pain management, I am a fascia specialist too. 
I'd be an occupational therapist. I have been evaluating the results. I also have fibromyalgia and chronic pain myself. When you talked about the increased flexibility that you've experienced, it holds true to what I see. According to my own physical assessment of my fascia, this frequency device relaxes the fascia tremendously. This is what my account for one of the reasons pain is greatly reduced. So that's another great testimony for pain relief. Have we you know, got have we got 80,000 testimonials over there yet on that frequency wand healing group? We probably do. You know, I quit looking, Rod. You just keep yeah. going up. Yeah. I, I didn't even bother. Jessica writes, another praise report. I take care of my 90-year-old mother-in-law full time. She recently had blood work done and her kidney values were low, so they wanted to recheck them in four days. For the couple days leading up to test number two, I had her drinking only structured water. Her test results the first time were 30. After drinking the structured water, test number two doubled at 60. So Chris pops up and says, is that a positive function number? So Jessica writes back and says, Chris, my understanding is that the kidney function is tested measuring the GFR, glomular filtration rate. And the lower the number, the less kidney function you have. Uh-huh. The doctor was pleased with her increased values and had no other concerns. Here comes this uh, hyper attack. Leslie says, oh, no, another attack, type 2 attack. This time I use my wand. <laughs> no, no messing around with this gal. Pull it out. Normally, if I don't get pharma drugs onto it straight away, it can get serious and so painful. However, using the wand directly on the sore and also on the tailbone has totally stopped it in its ugly tracks. I am so happy. So uh, Carmel says, what is HSV, please? And she writes back, herpes simplex virus, which can be shingles, cold sores, chicken pox, or other gentle herpes. And my God, those things are painful like nobody's business. Yep. It's, an, it's, a, nerve, it's a nerve condition. And again, yes, the wand seems to work fabulous on neurological things. Yeah, and I had a cold sore here recently that um, I just wandered it on my lip, and a couple of days it's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just unusual. Those things can hang on there for a while. Yeah. Teresa writes, promising results experienced by Andrea, loss of mobility. I have only had my care wand for two months, and I just got my BioLite two days ago. Normally, my husband usually waters the garden, and I just do a small section at the back, And I do it while sitting in a chair as I'm unable to stand, let alone walk for any length of time. Now, what a what a day, what a way to go through life. You know, you just can't take care of yourself. Yesterday, I was standing for half an hour when I realized I should be in the chair. I've not been able to do this for many, many years. I am now looking to be able to walk again, and my goal is to be walking by Christmas. Thank you so much, Prife. There you go. Fantastic. Look at the quality of life just with that little yeah. little issue. Right. Just right there. I bet their husband's happy, too, that he doesn't have to keep going. Fetch it. Yeah. Uh, Frank says, I posted before and after pics of what the wand is doing for my veins on my leg, but there's been so much more in the two-plus weeks that I've been using it. I was born with spina bifida, so mm. chronic pain in my lower back that radiates down my legs has been something that I've lived with since early adolescence. I didn't even know I had it until I failed an Army physical at, at the height of the Vietnam War. 
Lucky guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm now in my early 70s, and the degenerative arthritis, sciatica, and continuous pain that has accompanied them has limited my physical activities for much of my life. My wife purchased the wand for herself. Well, I was very skeptical about it. So the first time that I used hers, I figured I'd really put it to the test on my lower back. I was amazed at the instant pain relief it gave me. That in itself sold me, so I ordered a wand of my own. (laughs) (laughs) I figured that I would concentrate on something that was visible, thus the pictures of my vein in, in the knees. But what I didn't expect was the effect it had on my knee itself. I had dislocated it about 40 years ago, and it, as well as other the other knee, have been getting progressively worse over time. After about a week, I found that my knees were actually getting stronger, and I could climb stairs and squat without having to assist with my arms. I began wanding a hernia on my right abdominal area that has caused pain and swelling in my lower groin. This pain and swelling is easing as well. Also, I have plantar fasciitis in my left foot. My God, man. Um, A bad case of arthritis in the joint connecting my big toe to my right foot (laughs) and arthritis in the index and middle fingers on my left hand. This guy's got a miserable day. No kidding. A miserable life. Yeah. I imagine he snaps at people now and then, too. I've been primarily focusing on these spots for the past couple of weeks and drinking mostly wandered water, except for beer. I like beer. The results that I have been getting in these areas have been life-changing, to say the least. I can't stop talking about it to everyone that I know who is suffering <laughs> health challenges and pain. I honestly feel that it's my obligation to at least make everyone aware that there is something that most certainly can help and will help their bodies to heal themselves with the help of this technology. All I can do is provide them with the knowledge and information and let them decide for themselves. If they will trust that, it will work for them. That's a tremendous testimonial. I mean, the inflammation, the pain, the aches, you get get up out of bed every day, you got to go through this process of just being able to move around. Um, And all of a sudden, you're free. You know, you can get up and walk. You can go places. You can do things you haven't been able to do for years. Incredible. For a $380 wand... And it, and, it, and it works for everybody in the family. Of course, I understand that idea, but I want my own. <laughs> I say that's probably the best thing about my situation is because I don't have anybody else here. I can use them anytime I want. Right. But you can use I one. did put one in the bathroom and one in the kitchen because I didn't want to walk all the way back to the bathroom to get it. You, you can put one in each hand. <laughs> well, I'm having a hard time drinking my coffee. I'm not doing that. There you go. Straw. Okay, Amy. Straw. Amy straw. Yeah, you can use the straw to drink the coffee. I've got to. Excuse me, guys. I got to take us out of WBOU. Oh. Um, I got to take us out of WBOU. That's the end of the first hour of the program, the Radio Ranch. Uh, you can catch, you can find more information on the Price Wand on the IWW Smackdown, the International Wonder Wand World of Wellness. In this corner, we have endometriosis. And it's causing people to suffer, unfortunately. (laughs) 
And in this corner, we have the Trife Wonder Wand. And it's... It's a... It's a fight to the death of pain. And round one. (laughs) Okay. All right. 106.9 WBOU. To catch the second hour of the program, please go to ExposeTheMatrix.com. Somebody is unmuted. Where's all the noise? Please stop it. Please stop it. Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne. It's somebody in Fort Wayne. There we go. It's somebody in Fort Wayne. It's always somebody in Fort Wayne. All right. 106.9 WBOU, thank you for joining us. To catch the second hour of the program, go to ExposeTheMatrix.com. That's ExposeTheMatrix.com. Back to you guys, Raj. Uh, John, do we have any testimonials uh, about the one stopping stray bullets for our folks in Chicago? No, we'll do that. Okay. Well, if you get one that comes in, let us know about it, would you? Raj, do you remember the song? I can't quite remember the name of it, but the guy's singing along about something, and he says, in the background, people says, oh, that's bad. Oh, yeah, that was the hee-haw stuff. Yeah, no, that's good. That's right. That was hee-haw. <laughs> that's what that reminded me of. <laughs> Amy, Paul's getting very Paul's getting very sophisticated on us here. Hey, that's I like it. That's great. Let's just keep it going. (laughs) Amy says today I slammed two of my fingers in the door, and the pain was oh oh that's how that's how it hurts. That does. Thankfully, I was home, so I took my wand and wanted it right away. Within a minute, the pain disappeared. I could not believe it. My fingers still feel good and no bruise. And there's a picture there and those fingernails and that's, those fingers look just fine. Yikes. Good for her. We just never know what this thing's going to attack and cure, do that's you? That's right. You remember uh, WLS and uh, that sure. famous DJ? Of John, there, Rec- John Records Landecker. Well, not John Records, but it was the other guy, Larry, Larry Lujak. Oh Super yeah, Lou Jack was up there, right? Like, yeah. He and little Tommy Edwards had animal story hours. Remember, remember those? They used to read the animal stories. No, I must have missed that. Oh hour. well, hey, we got to play some animal stories one of these days for you guys to hear. It's just hilarious. I I, I lived for animal stories. I just couldn't wait to hear another. One. Well, I only got LS at night. Generally, they don't reach down there during the daytime. They're directional at night. Yeah. Okay, so Amy slammed her fingers, and then Barbie, Barbie Beckham. Those are famous names, Barbie Benton and, and Beckham. The I met her doctor. one. I met her one time. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. When she was, they tried to make her a singer. Playboy started to try it. Started an, a, a label, and uh, we used to meet every Monday out at this radio station, Marietta, and everybody was there it had to be there almost because of the political situation the guy that owned the station and they brought barbie benton to the what she needs to be around is about 20 you know horny uh promotion guys but she's very lovely she's very lovely so yeah she was uh a big news as long as she was hanging around uh the big guy yeah now that uh, when, you, when when that separated, then you didn't hear from her anymore. No, she's probably hey, a happy Mavis, happy mother uh, and housewife somewhere. Go ahead. Yeah, Mavis said uh, she commented on it. 
that's uh, very good. I have the same problem. The right knee, but the left foot using the wand has helped me so much. It's unbelievable. Just take it slowly and you will get there. And so Barbie writes back, Mavis, thank you. I've got multiple areas of concern, but this one so far, I am just amazed. And then so uh, Mavis uh, writes back, uh, um, Barbie, I have multiple areas that I'm on CPAP, oxygen. I just take my time. I use the wand over my whole body and I feel free from a lot of pain that I had. And then a famous gal in uh, Prife, a gal named Cynthia Zioli. She's been doing quite a bang up job here back east. Hello, everyone. I treated a friend to a session today. She came in with knee pain, wheezing and trouble breathing, clearly, and hip pain. She just texted me saying she is no longer wheezing. The knee pain is gone and her hip feels better. Love, 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 love this product. But Christopher writes and says, my knee pain went away immediately, but it lasted for about eight hours. And then Lauren said, would love to know how long and what areas you wanted. Thanks in advance. And Cynthia says, I, uh, I treated her spine first to open the chakras for five minutes, then bottom of her feet for five minutes. Then I treated her problem areas for five minutes. Best of luck to you. And that's all I have for today. All right, John. Well, thank you. Those are good ones today. Uh, they're all they're good are. ones every Monday, really. But these were uh, for some of those female problems. I know that is excruciating for our our females. It does. And I actually have a friend uh, who has got that this constriction problem. And last week when we had our picnic at the park, he was taking a little bit too big of bites, and all of a sudden, that got stuck. Ooh. And, uh, man, he was in trouble. Ooh. Do you, he, he did you get it up and out. Did you uh, execute the Heimlich maneuver? No, no. You wouldn't want to do that for him. Because it wasn't in his throat or anything like that. It's the stricture of the esophagus when the food's going down in the well, middle. Well, okay. Yikes. You're getting older, and everything is cracked up to be, is it? And you know what? He's a want. I mean, his wife is a mess. She's got all kinds of stuff on her spine. She was a uh, a technician, and she was hauling around one of these huge, huge 600-pound x-ray machines. Oh, my God. It was in a floor in the hospital where it was going down, and she, as a little, little lady, had to stop that thing because it was kind of getting away oh from Oh, my her. gosh. And in the process, she damaged her spine in the back. Mm. And she ended up with uh, rods and, you know, oh. screws and everything else. Oh. And she's kind of relegated to a wheelchair. So her her sister also had some kind of back problem. So they've kind of been taking care of each other with the wand. And uh, he doesn't have it because <laughs> they're using them all the time. So um, my sister. They, huh? My sister had the same thing going on. She decided to get a job. She got a job at a little local hardware store, and on her first day, they were giving her a hard time, and they told her to unload a semi-truck. So oh she picked God. up like a 2,000-pound pallet with a pallet jack, oh. and it started to get away from her. She tried to stop it, and oh it did exactly the oh. same thing to her back. Multiple oh surgeries later, pins and rods and everything else, and now she is just a wreck because mm. of that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Back stuff is bad, bad news. Yes, it is. Of course, we have our Christina here who's had a lifetime of it. You know, she's got yes. that steel rod that runs through the whole length of her back. Right. It's amazing what she's accomplished with that. Mm. Horror stories, horror stories. Anyway, listen, we've got a lot of people in the program here. This is a good way to make money. 
Christmas is coming anyway. You know, you could make some extra bucks for Christmas doing this. But there's so many people you know that have problems. Yeah. You can help. Yep. True that. It just makes life better for everybody, and we're coming into harder times. You know, what are you waiting for? What I thought was interesting was the one you played a couple of weeks ago with the uh, guy in Africa that had his own hospital. Remember? Remember that guy? That was a long time ago. Well, a month, month, six weeks, whatever. But it stuck in my mind, and it keeps coming back in my mind, that he went to Prife, and his comment was, nobody around here even talks about money. All they talk about is healing people. Right, right. So I and thought that was got problems. Yeah. If you look at the, the metabolic problems that everybody has, it's because of the damn diet. A lot of it. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. All Once right, John. Thank you, buddy. Thank appreciate you show up. Yep. Appreciate the good work you're doing out there and uh, keep us abreast of the situation. Thank you very much. All See right. You later. Always Bye. a pleasure. Thank you, John. Loyal John Casera. And uh, started listening to me when those first shows with RBN and been around ever since. Uh, great contributor. Thank you for your efforts, John. So where else can we go this morning? We've tailed out of the wand. Anybody got any comments on any of that or questions? I'm going to assume that's no. And uh, gosh, we're that was out. a really good segment. Yeah, good segment. Uh, so where do we go from here? Um, with the world going to hell in a handbasket at a very rapid rate, all I know to do is just keep preaching what we preach and teaching what we teach and trying to touch people. And, you know, who knows? Who knows where the door is going to open? I don't know. I don't know uh, the big guy's timetable. Uh, I just know we're supposed to be doing this and telling people about it and trying to continue to grow. And at some point, he, it, I consider this what we have here to be God's trump card. Okay, it's the one he's holding back to the last minute when he's going to throw it in the pile and pull everything in on his side. And uh, so we'll just wait and see. It may be. You know, I, I've gotten my hopes up so many times over the years and had them dash that I don't try and do that anymore. Uh, but uh, at some point, the door's going to open. It may be a badass Uncle Sam that does it. I don't know. Maybe a a letter to, from you guys to Owen Stroyer uh, that gets Owen's attention. I don't know. So, but we're close, I think, to maybe opening one of those big doors and hitting a big platform. And boy, when that happens, it's going to shift. Okay. So we'll see. Don't know. Don't know the effects. Don't know the uh, the amount of the effects, the degree of the effects. But I know this is a deadly message to our enemies. And if we can get it into enough people's hands and minds, I think we can affect some change of some sort. Don't know. Don't know the degree, as I said. Somebody was trying to say something. I had a mic open there. Jeff, a comment? Yeah, Roger, this is Joe. It's a little bit off of what you're speaking of right at the moment, but um, big day in history last night, the invasion began. Yeah. You're you're aware of that. Well, I am. I feel and, a little bit uh, about but, this morning. I figured something was going to go on this I, weekend. The, the ass, ab, absolute <laughs> insane, insane Zionists. They're insane. Go ahead. Something that, something that I think people should re, 
not take my word or your word or anybody else's word, <clears throat> but go to the internet and study the Balfour Declaration. Yep. And what it says, what it is, and where how it originated, and the history back there, because it's a whole different ball game when you look at the history. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of this situation. Oh yeah. Well, it's you can't. Nothing what the media portrays. You can't ascertain what's going on unless you look at the history of this. If you're not open to looking at that history, you're never going to understand why uh, an Arab would go hijack an airplane. They weren't hijacking airplanes before the Zionists moved in, folks. They didn't do any of that. Those people lived over there in peace. Eighty percent of the Palestinian population is Arab. Fifteen percent was Christian and five percent was Jewish. And they lived together for, for 2,000 years without all this crap until these monsters moved in. And they are monsters. And don't you ever, ever think they're not. Go ahead, Joe. Joe, go ahead. And, continue. and no... They weren't, and no, they weren't fighting each other for thousands of years, contrary to what everybody says. And no one realizes that Palestine was a part of the Ottoman Empire, which they broke up as a result of World War One. The Sykes-Picot Treaty and, is yeah. what you're referring to. There was a secret treaty that didn't come out for a few years later called between France and, and Britain where they went in, even though it was Ottoman Empire, and they structured and reset up that part of the world. Then the treaty became public. But that's why they gave Palestine to Britain. Yeah. Well, you're very knowledgeable in history, Roger. You, your recall is very good on that, and I applaud you for that. Sure do. But I just wanted to bring up the Balfour Declaration because it's rarely mentioned, and it has everything to do with what goes on today. Sure does. You know, Joe, it's rumored, it's, it's rumored that Rothschild wrote it, gave it to Balfour, and then said Balfour wrote it and gave it to him. That's what I've heard. I came— I I came across I came across a uh, link that alluded to that very fact. So I, I think you're spot on. Well, we know how these guys work. But see, the advantage we've got is we know how they work. The other people that don't know what we know don't understand how these people do things. And, you know, people still don't differentiate between nation of Israel and state of Israel. You know, and if, if you do just a little bit of studying on this uh, Balfour Declaration, you begin to understand the difference. Isn't that interesting? The state of Israel is, is the Zionist movement. It's the 51st state, folks. Why do you think they call it the state of Israel? Do we call any other countries the state of Germany, the state of France, the state of Great Britain? Do we identify any of those other countries like that? No, we don't, do we? Just this little bastard, little Satan sandbox over there that has literally disrupted the entire world since they moved down there 100 years ago. I've said enough. I've said enough for this morning, for right now anyway. It's time for somebody else to chime in. Surely somebody's got. Mer's got something to say. Surely. 
I beached a sketch. A sketch. I did once, uh, I don't know, five years ago, come across a old periodical. It was like a private newspaper or it was a, a, you know, a small newspaper where they mentioned that one of the Rothschilds had bought much land mm-hmm. in Palestine from the Grand Mukti. Yep. Or one of the Grand uh, um, Arabs. Right. Uh, and... Uh, I can't find it, but that well, that was pretty powerful. Well, you know, that's what uh, Allison Weir covered in that talk that we were talking about. When they proposed the two-state solution, they did try and come up and buy some of the land with Rothschild money, okay? And they acquired Allison Steer's, uh, Allison Weir's comment, not mine. They had acquired about 8% of the land. And then they got to the two-state solution stage, and they said, well, we'll take 50 55% will give the Arabs 45%, and the stupid Arabs turned our turned our offer down. They only owned 8% of the land, and they were going to get 55 They were stupid Arabs for turning that down. Doesn't sound too damn stupid to me. But they did try and go in and buy the land, and they didn't get very far doing it. Roger? Yes, Samuel. Hi. Good morning. morning. Um, Are you familiar with the final solution? Well, which one? I mean, the transfer agreement? No. Um, Hitler and France, because France owned Madagascar, wanted to move the four million Jews of Central Europe to Madagascar. Right. At the time, it was pretty much unpopulated. And I did a little research on that place. It's amazing. It's sort of like Australia. It's a big um, island. It's its own critters. Right. It's its own island. It's 230,000 230, square miles. Right. Roger. It's off the east coast of Africa, Madagascar, I believe. Isn't that correct? Yeah. Yeah. They didn't want uh, to go yeah, there, though, it, did they? In the early 30s, that was unpopulated. It's got 25 million people on it now. Um, it would have avoided all of this stuff. Yep. Um, it's still a very agricultural place. Um, well, they don't want... With those 25 million, the, the 10 largest cities only hold 15% of the total population. Well, sort of strange. He, right. Well, you know, um, Michael, so rural. Michael Bloomberg's comment here a couple of years, he said, I don't know a big deal about farming. All you do is put a seed in the ground. Yeah. And everybody wants to say that Hitler's, because he called it that, the final solution. Right. And they want to tag that. They want to that. say that it was the extermination right. of them. Right. Right. Yep. Well, we got a mess on our hands. The world, I, I, people been knowing it. It's coming for a long time, according to, again, Allison in her talk there. Uh, the CIA, all of the internal agencies of the U.S. said this is a terrible idea. It'll cause nothing but problems. That was overridden. Those papers were shelved, and here we are. Because just like Maui, if they want something, they consider it theirs, and they're going to do whatever they can to get it.
Doesn't matter how many people get killed. Doesn't matter what the incident is. Maybe, possibly, just like Acapulco. That may be the result of that hurricane uh, that just hit Acapulco that we were talking about earlier in the show. Um, These people are monsters, folks. They're just friggin' monsters. That's not all Jewish people. There's a lot of fine Jewish people out there. A lot of them in Israel that are absolutely apoplectic about what's going on over there internally is the message I get. But uh, uh, these people have done nothing but cause chaos everywhere they've been for 2,000 years, all the way back to Jesus in Jerusalem. Same bunch, same crap, all this time. Hey, Roger, I have a question. Okay, Marka. For um, Israel, are they a corporation? I don't I have and, no idea, um, probably. I'm, I'm wondering because I got something um, in Telegram from Scott. It says Israel registered themselves as a corporate entity in 1947. Mm-hmm. And you cannot register the corp twice under the same name in 2023 after 70 years and it it'd be accepted so it sounds like their uh corporation is expiring on the 31st well i'm gonna tell you seeing here and we don't know everything going on behind the scenes obviously at least high levels but ukraine's got a lot to do with what's going on there right now they want to move out of there. I think they finally realized they bit off more than they can chew and all the problems, and they want to move to the Ukraine, and that's what that's all about. So they're like, it sounds like they're in a hurry to move. <laughs> yes. <laughs> From yeah. their expiring um, corporation. Yep. Roger, Merka, this, this, is, this, this is really interesting that you just brought this up, Merka, because I have a friend in Tulsa that uh, we were visiting this morning about this very issue that you brought up that, and he was saying that Israel's charter per Balfour declaration expires here in a day or so. Really? Now, Tomorrow. Beyond that? I can't, Tomorrow. Yeah. I, and so I invite everyone to look and see if they can't find something about that. But the fact that you brought this up, Merka, there's, May well be something to it. Right. Something. I was wondering if it was true. Something caused them to set up this false flag. And don't you think it wasn't a false flag? It was. Okay. Hello? I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Yep. Well, even, I mean, I saw a clip of an Israeli military guy coming out and saying it the other day. So, anyway, yeah, yes. Oh, there's Dave. Hello, Dave. Hey, good morning. So, John Moron today said that uh, we just sent or were sending 51 uh, A-10s or something like that. It's a transport plane that holds 107 um, An A- soldiers. A-10, isn't that a, isn't that a warthog? An A-10, isn't that that the Navy Warthog? It is. Which is it's not a Warthog. It's a flying. What that what that plane is is a flying Gatling gun. Yeah, five thousand. That, that if they're sending fifty-one, that's over five thousand men they just sent over there, and well, there was already two thousand Marines. There. Uh, Are you talking about a C-10 transport plane? Yeah, that's what he's talking C-10, about. That's what it was. 
Yeah. Warthogs are flying uh, war crimes. Uh, a C-10 uh, is, was, is the biggest flying plane, I think, in the world. Russia may have a bigger one now or one equivalent. But those were made at, uh, at, at Dobbins Air Force Base in Marietta. That's where they made them. And I remember when I was uh, driving home one day uh, on 75, 5 o'clock traffic, right? And the airstrip was right close to the interstate, and you had to go do on your approach over the interstate. And when that – it used to be called uh, – I can't remember. They've changed the designation. But when that plane flew over on its approach, it literally stopped the sun. It was so big. I was shocked at how big that thing was. It came over real low, just going on the final approach, and it was um, incredible how big that plane is. Okay, My dad was an Air Force pilot, all right? Yep. How many of those they send over there uh, with troops, Dave? Ten? He said 51. 51. Well, we're we're ramping up for World War Three, folks. They're ramping up for World War Three. They didn't send fifty-one C-10s over there full of troops to go uh, demolish Gaza. I promise you. Right, right. Twenty-five five miles wide. Right. <laughs> what a joke. Hell and, and he said they are instituting the with men and women. Oh, yeah. By the way, the draft thing is coming up quite a bit. I'm hearing people talking about it. 18 to 25-year-olds, even females, are going to be drafted. So you better get that message out. If you know anybody with aged children in that age group, you better start telling them about what we got here. Yes, Boris. Yeah, I was going to tell you about that. My friend uh, got to kids like 17 and 18 and they already send them like a car telling them the if they need them they're going to be called yep yep uh i saw a thing on something i was watching last night on this topic right here and is on tiktok all the young people that are coming out and saying we ain't going okay and one of them was particularly funny i wish the gal would have not she was laughing so hard she couldn't read all the replies but it was for females and all of the female responses and it was the couple i heard were hilarious you know uh so they're uh, the that people in that age group are going to be very belligerent about getting drafted what we got is the ace hole card for them where they can absolutely not get drafted so if you got people that you know with kids in that age group you better start talking to them about what we got here the parents might not have been interested before but i guarantee you they're going to be more interested now Another whole uh, demographic we can attack here with our message. We not only get the kids, we get the parents. Because I doubt if any of these millennials or Z or whatever the hell they call that age group now want to go over and leave their life, limb, and blood over there on, on sandy shores for these damn monsters that run the world. So you know anybody like that you better talk to them who else has got something this morning or something to add to what we've been talking about nobody pretty quiet bunch this morning with all this crap going on i hate to have to talk about this shit i want to talk about the things that we talk about and you can't help but get distracted with 
Well, when you when you got a potential nuclear war right around the corner because of these damn maniacs. I heard, I, I, I stumbled on a clip on a bit shoot the other day of Bobby Fisher. Uh, you, 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 Merka, you know about Bobby Fisher? Mm, not really. He's a, a world-class chess player, and he's Jewish. And, buddy, he lays it on them. Just the, the biggest bunch of thieves, liars, scumbags. And he's Jewish, okay? That's why they hate him. Wow. So, where else can we go this morning? Hi, Roger. Yes. Is, uh, hi, Joan. Roger. Is Joan? Uh, yeah, hi. Yes. Hi. Um, did you say that everything's voluntary, and so the people that are drafted can say, just say no yep. because it's voluntary? Well, first of all, it's a man-made law, isn't it, isn't it a man-made law? In the, yep. And well, but, so just for citizens too can just say no, not not. Just well, no. that may be. Citizens I don't. I, I'm not. I, okay. We've we've heard interesting stories about that volunteering at the point of induction, and people that didn't. We've heard some stories about that. Don't know anything definitive about that. I do know that if you're a national, you're not subject to the selective service because that's a man-made law. Hey, Roger. Yes. There's Mike. This is Mike. Uh, William Cooper was talking about that when he was still alive. He says, uh, for the people that went to Canada, he goes, all they needed to do is all the law requires them to do is to show up and take their test. Because the military will not take you if you don't sign the contract or take an oath. Right. So... Yeah, see, there's That's still the only a, thing you have to do is just take their test. There's still a uh, there, there's there, there's still a connection on the voluntary. Once I guess you're into it, I can't speak authoritatively on that. I can speak authoritatively on the fact if you're a national, you're not subject to selective service. So. Yeah. I went. I, I, my when I was that age, it, it was Vietnam, folks, and I was I wasn't going. I got out of it. I was so glad. All these years later, we hear all these horror stories, and uh, this is even worse. It's going to be even worse. Okay. Well, I never signed for the selective service because I went in the military right. two months after my 18th birthday. Right. So uh, anyway, here's a, here's a trump card for those people in that situation. You can really help somebody out. And you can put a little more pressure on the enemy. And you know once this gets in to a group of these young people that there's a way out of this, you don't think that's going to spread like wildfire among those kids? They're all on social media. They're all live by – you can't see them walking down the street without looking at their damn iPhone. Okay. So there's a there's a ready pile of kindling right there ready to throw a match into. Throw it. Throw it. Let's put some pressure on it these damn really bastards. Go ahead, Marco. Roger, it would really be interesting to find out if um, that is true about the corporation for Israel. Okay, well. Because supposedly maybe they're, get, they're frazzled because of that happening. And another thing, too, I was going to ask you or... Uh, mention, um, you know, those letters that we got from the AG um, 
from state, uh, the, the state AG saying that we're the private citizen. I wonder if that's something that we can use towards, you know, educating them that they have two hats. Well, we can use all of this stuff to help educate them. You know, the first thing you're going to want to put in front of them is they can get out of this real easy. Cost them the cup, po- bu- price of a postage stamp. So, Roger. Uh, yes, Dave. Henry Kiss My Assinger said in 2012 that Israel will yes, not did. exist in 10 years. That's right. He did say that. He sure did say that, Dave. So, well, here's a little update on our uh, power outage stuff. Um, of course, Saturday was the first one, and it was kind of cloudy and drizzly and a little cool. And so I had uh, fixed myself a lunch and got real sleepy. And then when the electricity went off, I went to bed and took a nice nap. And when I woke up, the electricity was back on. <laughs> so that was Saturday. It was four hours, I guess. And nice. I had a lot of sleep over the weekend. It's fantastic. Um, and uh, this week we know that we're going to get affected on Tuesday and Wednesday afternoon between four and six. I think Columbia has agreed to sell us a little power, and the blackouts aren't going to be as long. And the ones we've got scheduled are in the afternoon, so they shouldn't affect the show. Now, hopefully, it'll uh, continue to carry over. And if they give us a blackout next Saturday, I'm going to be really pissed. But we'll see. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, that's uh, the update on the uh, on the rolling blackouts. And uh, everybody seemed to get through it pretty well. And uh, we'll make it. We'll make it. Small price to pay to live here. Okay. Somebody had something to say there? Mother Mike. Roger. Yes, Dave. Yeah, I was just thinking, you you said Columbia. You think Columbia discovered the District of Columbia? No. I think Columbia is a big deal for these people, and uh, they just named the country that. Don't know anything more about it. Hadn't even been up there. I I considered going there, actually. Uh, There's a lot of uh, good talk on a town up there in Columbia called Medellin that a lot of people particularly like. It's about half the elevation we are. gets a bit more rain, but it's supposed to be a lovely, lovely place. And uh, so outside of that, I don't know too much about it. My, my landlords go up there to the beach all the time in the Caribbean side. And uh, it's, I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it's full of nice people, you know. Is that, is that protected by the cartel? Well, that's where the Medellin cartel came out of. I don't know about the protection or whatever. Most of them are down here on the coast of Ecuador trying to get territory to export that stuff. They they can't. They don't export it out of Colombia or Peru. They bring it into Ecuador and export it out of the coast down here. And that's where our crime problem is coming from, is three or four of these cartels fighting for territory on the beach, evidently. I've also heard that the U.S. has got uh, Navy patrolling out there pt boats or something now uh but it's just stuff i hear you know right yeah well i know they don't like competition 
No, the they CIA don't. hates competition. Hell yeah. These people are all about monopoly, that's for sure. But um, the banking system. Yeah, I always wondered really how that name came from the District of Columbia. Well, Columbia's big to British them. Columbia. Well, it's got a lot of it, that. The, the Columbia thing has got an awful lot of CBS. Uh, has got a lot of uh, meaning to them in symbology and uh, uh, old old time stuff. You know, isn't there a a, a god or a goddess or god of Columbia? Is that is there some kind of a well, I demon some, god on top of that? Well, there there there's some real demon stuff behind it. I know that. I don't know the specifics. Somebody can do some research and bring us the information. But yes. Hey Reggie. Hey, hey Abram, what you got? Yes, there is a god called Columbia. Yep. And that's uh, the Statue of Liberty. Yep. Is actually this god. Yeah. Yep. So that's if you look carefully at the Statue of Liberty face, it's a man. Yeah, it's actually a man, right? Yep. Well, drag. Uh, the the uh, yep. Abram, do you know about Persephone? Yes. Somebody knows about. I'm it. sorry, are you asking me. Yeah. Persephone. So do, yeah. Do you know about Persephone? Uh, the name rings a bell. As soon as you say it, I'm sure I'll say, oh, yeah, okay. But Persephone I'm, I'm Persephone right is, according to uh, uh, the late uh, rulers of evil, um, I can't remember his name right now, unfortunately, uh, that wrote that book. It's the most viewed symbol in the world. It sits atop our capital. Persephone is an ancient god who owned everything she oversaw. She sits on top of the Capitol. Isn't that Hades' wife? I don't know. I just know, uh, you know, that stuck with me from reading uh, Rulers of Evil. Who's, uh, why can't I think of his name? Come on, brain. Um, hey, Roger. Hey, Daryl. Welcome to the mad, mad world of mad, mad world. Yeah, how about that? Mad world squared. Um, Persephone, daughter of Zeus. Okay. Uh, she, she, she was the queen of the underworld. Goddess of vegetation. Goddess of the underworld. Demeter was his mother. <laughs> I, uh, Zeus is, or uh, Hades' wife? Yeah. Well, Hades, uh, Hades snatched her and drug her down there, and then she spent half of her time in Hades and half of her time up in... Uh, taking care of the vegetation so sounds like that's a statue that might i I guess that's a proper symbol doesn't that sound like a statue that ought to be taken down and melted down to you well i i don't know i (laughs) i you know they 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 are always using this word god and uh like we've always said around here which one are you talking about you know, I mean, they, uh, 
So it's uh, you're, you're dealing you're dealing with as as everybody's well learned. You know, you're dealing with congenital liars here. So you have to you have to ask the follow up questions if you. <laughs> so uh, a lot, you covered so much stuff here today, and just a little time I've been listening. Uh, a lot of people think that uh, they think a lot of things. They know not too much, but they think a lot of things. And they think that uh, they can't say no to a draft. Now, uh, here's the wonderful part that we get to talk about here clearly is that how do you know when you're a slave is when you can't say no. And, and you know, the people have enslaved themselves to a, a federal government, their identity tied See, they don't believe they can say no. Yep, that's very true. They're too scared. They're and, scared. And these are, yeah. Well, they they're they're enslaved in their own mind. Of course, it's it's uh, it's 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 a pretty fascinating thing to observe, um, you know. And uh, so that's that's when you know you you're a slave is when you can't say no. Whether you can you say that to yourself. Or if somebody says that to you, either way, uh, you're a slave. Yep. Slaves can't say no. So what's the, the Jones plantation? Yeah. 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 So there was, I think Lark, uh, Lark in Texas, uh, he came out with a, a movie on that recently, didn't he? Lark. I don't know. I yeah, and anarcho capitalist or anarcho economics. <clears throat> if you're not familiar with uh, Larkin Rose, yeah. If you're not familiar with him, oh, he's good. You you might find a lot of his work very uh, interesting. Yeah. So uh, the. Uh, I, I was I was listening I was listening last week and I forget some some really nice lady on this uh, platform asked a question last Friday about the Bill of Rights and uh, so that, that <clears throat> it didn't sit well with me that conversation. Very good. I thought she made some really good points. So at 4 o'clock this morning, after it worked on my mind all weekend, I wrote something down. Do you mind, Roger? No, go ahead. If I say what I wrote down? No, go ahead. Well, constitutionalist statists who believe that the Federalists who wrote the Constitution, the original one, that is, We're doing this founded on the principles of freedom, liberty, and individual rights. These same people also believe that the fox can guard the hen house. Dialectically minded controlled persons can't reconcile their own dogmatic pretenses, are incapable of objectivity, and are dangerous to themselves and those around them. In a previous time, they would have been recognized as zealots and extremists. The Bill of Rights marginally recognized that the Constitution was a threat to the principles stated in the Declaration of Independence and the sovereignty of the many states. 
The Bill of Rights association politically is with the Declaration of Independence, not the Constitution. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> people, people, uh, constitutionalists, whatever the H-E double sticks that means, uh, uh, their Bible, can't, can't reconcile that the fox can't be trusted to watch the hen house. Okay? It's as simple as that. And and I I don't uh I was it Cheryl that asked that question? I don't know. I don't remember. If she's on here. Maybe. Uh it's a good question. I just I just thought uh, I'll put it in in my perspective anyway of what I've come to learn after chewing on all this. And uh, if if you if you want your bill of rights, then you know that was declared under the uh, Declaration of Independence, which is still good law. It's still good law. They recognize it. Uh, that I know of, isn't it, Roger? They recognize. Yeah, it. isn't it? Isn't it right? uh, anybody isn't it still good law? anybody yeah. out there had their affidavit rebutted? All right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, well, thank you for letting me say that. Yeah. Uh, well, I think one of the best the best yeah. examples of the Bill of Rights and the way the infringement has happened is the Second Amendment, because now you still have access to it, but you got to be licensed and have permission to get it. It wasn't originally that way. It was that yeah, way after nineteen thirty three. Okay. It's it's a permission. Uh, it's a permission and an immunity to access your rights through license. That's a permission and an immunity. Right. I heard Barnes that was last a man night. man-made rights. Daryl, yeah. you've been watching Barnes at all? You've been watching the Sunday night Barnes and Fry thing at all? It's 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 worth watching. And I'm sorry, I I haven't. Well, uh, you, you you may yeah. want to at some point. I'm not telling you to, but last night he was talking about. Of course, they cover a bunch of different cases and things that are happening. And at the tail end of the show, he was talking about Owen Stroyer came up and the fact that he's been thrown into. Uh, I guess he gets out today, solitary confinement under the auspices of COVID. The real reason is that facility, somebody got in with COVID and it infected the entire damn inmate population. And they have to resort to this now because of that. That's some of the background I didn't know before. But he was talking about a case actually up in Wisconsin, your old haunts, of how badly they treat the prisoners up there. And there's a class action suit that's been brought from the prisoners. And the fact that a lot of these prisoners are more elderly because they were sentenced to these crimes years ago when the sentencing guidelines were different. You know, and somebody that might have done something uh-huh. and, and they're in jail for 20, 30 years and they're getting elderly and they're not taking care of their medical needs, you know. But he was talking about and drawing that example back to the Eighth Amendment, the Eighth and Bill of Rights on unusual punishment. And I wanted to go, Barnes, the Eighth Amendment has been 
has been covered over by this. It's one of those things that Devin, with his research, and I didn't know all this before he brought it out, and he goes over the specific amendments that don't apply in this melding of these two systems and trying to have it palatable where they can still fool you, okay? But uh, so it's just things like that that mm-hmm. our knowledge throws insight into that even people like Robert Barnes don't have, you know. Yet, yet, can I say yet? Yeah. Well, she. Yeah. The the uh, there's a couple things there I'd like to comment on. One of them is is Devin. Devin uh, is an example of somebody who is obviously intelligent. Uh, he obviously is does his research from a very objective, uh, evidence-based perspective. He has capability and capacity to organize it and structure it and then contribute uh, to to the education of Of everybody else that's around him. Even me. And, and And he takes he takes nothing away. He doesn't he doesn't ask for anything. No, and I. He and doesn't call. I found the conversations. He doesn't. He, he he's a contributor. Well, he's a uh, he's a team member because I, I just he's yeah. a team member because we've built yeah. a team here, and several of you get motivated by the information and by this empowerment that you're going through, and you go off and do these things on your own. And I welcome it and I applaud it. Okay, I mean that's what I've consciously yeah. from the start tried to build here because I knew from the start I couldn't do it by myself. Okay. And finally, well, it it's starting too many to germinate. Parts. It's starting to germinate finally. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, I, I just think he represents, uh, and he doesn't get on here and talk so much. So I'll I'll blather on for a moment. He he is an exemplar of an objective researcher. He has he has the ability to not believe his own BS. <clears throat> And not to believe somebody else's BS. He has to prove it for himself. And then he he's objective. Okay? <laughs> that's that's the critical thing. Yep. It goes back to this question that I've I, I've asked for, for ever since I've been on here, I keep throwing this question out. Do you personally, you individually, everybody on this call, can you actually look at yourself and say to yourself that you have the ability to be objective about the subjective. Uh, Devin can. It's it's not it's unusual. Because see people, particularly when they get to be our ages, they start to believe their own BS. And they can't go back and problem solve because they're stuck on their BS. That's why they can't problem solve. That's why they become dangerous to themselves because they can no longer actually critically think through their own BS. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it goes back to this opposite definition. A lot of it goes back, honestly, as a basis for that, I think, is the fact that they haven't gone in and corrected a lot of those opposite definitions in their mind. They still get tripped up on those words in their thinking. Yeah. No, that's true. It's absolutely true. You can't. Uh, so maybe you can't teach can. Maybe you can't teach all dogs a new trick, can you? 
<laughs> All old dogs. What's that? What, isn't that the way that saying went? You can't yeah. teach an old dog new tricks? Right. I'm not sure that's correct. <clears throat> well, I... Th- I, I just think there's some dogs. I think some dogs can learn new tricks. Yeah, most and, uh, but you, it's you, as long as they're not being dogmatic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, yeah. I, I, my karma. My karma but, ran over that. Dog. Come on, we get. <laughs> Daryl's going to be here. Be sure you. to tip your waitress. Oh, well, there's Mark. Hey, Mark. <laughs> Arg. Arg. How's it I, going, I'm teaching buddy? my straw man some new tricks. <laughs> I, I, I get a I get a little torch out, and I say, dance, straw man. <laughs> dance. <laughs> little bu- one, of those little, one of those little butane torches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the one I use to light my cigar. Oh I yeah, just, you know, triple flying torch and hold it out there next to him, and he starts doing the river dance. He you know? shapes, he shapes up real quick, doesn't he? Like the Celtic <laughs> river dance. Yeah. <laughs> river dance. Hey, while you, uh, while you, while you guys were talking about the selective service, I went and looked that up. It's kind of interesting who uh, who must register for the selective service. So you got U.S. citizens, and in parentheses, it's uh, U.S. born, comma, dual citizens, comma, and naturalized. U.S. citizens who live outside of the country. Immigrants, legal permanent residents, and undocumented immigrants. Refugees and asylum seekers. Uh-oh. Transgender people who were assigned male gender at birth. Oh. And people with disabilities. And they're they're letting the illegals because they can't fill their recruitment. And right. so one of the stopgap measures is they're letting all the illegals they just brought in sign up, and they'll be citizens when their tour is done. That's right. We'll send them into the meat grinder. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, let's go teach that's, MS that's what thirteen. Lincoln did. I think we ought to go have a whole battalion of MS thirteen and train them on machine gun and fifty cal stuff. Good idea, Mark. No, I would say not. <laughs> of course, they're secretly doing that right now. They've been doing it. You know, for they're, a couple they're of taking years. their MS thirteen members, and that's right. Well, the they're gangs, getting, you know, real world training. The gangs are joining because yeah. they know they go get trained on all these high tech arms. Exactly. exactly. Yep. But um, I was thinking, if if somebody like one of these young people are waking up, and I, I'm thinking, well, they probably could revoke their signature in that contract with Selective Service if they signed up. And a lot of a lot of college students, uh, you know, you have to if you're male, you have to sign up for selective service if you want to get a college loan. Yeah, oh, it's of mandatory. Course. Of course. Now, if you're footing your own bill, that's different. But there, but that's one of the requirements is is to get a loan. Is if you're a male. 18 to 25, you must have signed up for selective service. And don't forget the colleges now are requiring them to he, get, they're, they're requiring them to have be jabbed too. Yeah. Well, they're really putting the pressure on for that as well. 
Um, by the way, there's some really fascinating deal on on Ukraine, and had I not watched a couple of these channels, I would be clueless. If you listen to the news, you're just totally misinformed oh, about course. Ukraine. Of course. Um, Greg Hunter, Greg Hunter with USAWatchdog.com. Yeah. yeah. That's USAWatchdog.com. Right at the very beginning of the Ukraine war, he had Paul Craig Roberts on, and he laid it out, and it held true. What what Paul Craig Roberts was talking about, the regions, the eastern regions, uh, Crimea, uh, Donbass, and I think they pronounce it Luan. Yeah. Those three territories over there are actually Russian. Yes, have been and for 100 years. And Ukrainian Nazis were going in and there and just slaughtering people. That's right. The Ukrainian Nazis were going in there slaughtering people. They were lining up again to go into those territories, Ukraine was, and that's when Russia started lining up and they they, they invaded Ukraine to stop it. Well, now here's what's gone on. I mean, on face it, Russia could have... When they took over the Maidan coup in 2014 <laughs> and installed their guy there, the, what they did was move over heavy mm-hmm. artillery. This in the western part of Ukraine. They moved the artillery over and started shelling Donbass and those couple of cities over there. Uh, the estimate I heard was that they'd kill 15,000 civilians before Russia stepped in. Interesting. After they, yeah. you know, after so they, they had did the killing, killing Russians over there for quite some time. Right. They, after the Maidan. And <clears> then about they, the Minsk agreement? Well, the Minsk agreement that our buddy said, oh, we knew we were just going to buy time so we could rearm Ukraine. That Minsk agreement? Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's what, uh, so, yeah, that's what Merkel said. Yeah. And they uh, they went over and did the referendum in, uh, in the Crimea over there. And what, 96, it's just like Hitler in Austria. 96% of the people wanted to go with Russia because that's their history. That's their language, all that stuff. It's exactly like when Hitler went into Austria. I've seen, you know, in Europa, they show films of it. Hell, there's people 10 deep on each side of the road cheering Hitler as he went in in an open car into Austria. That was his invasion of Austria. 90-something percent of the people wanted it. Same type thing here. Wow. Wow. Well, the other one is on Rumble Channel. Um, I believe it's called History Legends. And this, yeah, History Legends. This guy is, I think he might even be former Russian. Uh, He's got a pretty thick accent. Uh, Sounds kind of Russian or Slavic to me. And he has, like, video in the battlefield, and he lays it out. And it's so contrary to what the mainstream is reporting, of course. Of course. But the casualties are unbelievable. Uh, the, Ukrainian, the Ukrainian soldiers are just getting annihilated over there. Yep. Um, it's not even a contest. They've got an and app. Then, um, you know, they've got well, an app. Yeah. They've got an app where the Ukrainians can uh, surrender to the Russians. Yeah, they have a radio frequency, too. Uh, it's 109 point something, and they're dropping flyers out, and they're telling them how to surrender so they can safely surrender. Right. And the Russians are giving them food and medical attention. A lot of these guys are even getting stranded out there in the battlefield with no support. Right. 
I mean, they have no air support whatsoever because the Russians will just shoot their their planes out of the sky. Right. They got no logistics. They're not getting supplied so with anything. They're just getting thrown into the meat grinder on the front lines. Yeah, this the summer offensive. They took like eleven square kilometers, is what Ukraine took, and it wasn't across the entire front line. It was like one little pocket. Yeah, piece where if the Russians wanted to, they could cut off. They call it a cauldron. And if the Russians wanted to cut off the top side of that cauldron, that'd be the end for the Ukrainian soldiers. So they just have them circled, have them surrounded. Well, it's just the many, same. Many uh, battalion Ukrainian, many Ukrainian battalion has surrendered, and they've been retrained in Russia, and they're back in the battlefield with the Russian uniforms. Good for them. Oh, it's the same bunch. They've been disrupting the world for 2,000 years. It's coming to a head, folks, right now. So, uh, yikes. Uh, we just got to keep hey, preaching. Roger. We got to keep preaching what we preach here and see if we can uh, advance our agenda. Yes. Is that Gary? Hey, it's Tom D. Oh, hey, Tom. You always come in at the end of the show, man. How you doing? No, I've been I've been listening, and um, you know I he, you know something was funny is that I I un I unmuted, and then I didn't hear it say unmuted, so I did it again, and it said muted, so then I unmuted again, and when you know what you see at the top of the screen when you do that, you see six six six. Paul, get that six six out of there, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, you well, asked um, you asked earlier if anybody had gotten a response to their affidavit, and I got that form letter. I think a bunch of other people got too. It just uh, oh, Mrs. Robinson, exactly what it Mrs. 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 Robinson. Yeah. yeah, that's the best they've got. Is yeah, Mrs. Robinson. I'm going to keep it because obviously it shows it indicates that they got it, so they can't.